Welcome. It is the second Sunday of Advent, and the word that we are contemplating this week is peace. I can imagine peace most pragmatically through practices of hospitality and through posture that invites people to occupy your internal peace, and that often extends to our home and our time and our monetary resources. Each year, for the past three or four years, I've gone back to Texas from Oregon, um, and where I stay and kind of the, the logistics look slightly different each year, but the people who welcome me into their homes and who love me well, their posture all looks the same. The places that we inhabit can be experienced as inhospitable or hospitable based on often how much someone thinks of us before we get there and often how open we are to receiving others and can make room for them in our thoughts is dependent on peace. And the least peaceful place I can imagine is the Denver airport. And I call this my Christmas purgatory um, because each year I'm stuck in some sort of a layover, um, sitting on the floor next to friends who I would rather not be sitting that closely to. Um, and I often view peace as this destination that I have to strive for or travel to or schlup my stuff across the country in order to achieve. And maybe for you, your peace is to create an atmosphere, to welcome people, to host. And I want us to observe the painting that is our picture for today. There we go. Um, this, this painting is by an artist called Thomas Kincaid. Um, and he was pretty popular in the 90s. Um, and you would see kind of all of these different places open up and just for him um, would have all of these paintings. Um, and if you have a Thomas Kincaid painting or you love him, that's excellent. And he also has been critiqued for a lack of, how do you say it, shadows or depth in some of his paintings. And I find that kind of interesting. They make really excellent jigsaw puzzles, if that's what you're into. Um, and they're very cozy and idealistic looking. If I had to choose which painting to live in, I wouldn't choose Monet, definitely not Picasso. I'd probably choose Thomas Kincaid. Um, and I envision this kind of scene as the most peaceful destination. In that home, there's no conflict, no mess or pain. When I imagine peace around the holidays, I don't imagine sitting on the floor of the Denver airport or sleeping with my cousins um, or trying to figure out how to budget textbooks and Christmas presents all at the same time. Um, and quite frankly, around the holidays is when I feel the least amount of peace in my body. We've been asking that question kind of slowly, like, where do you feel joy in your body? And I'm like, I don't know. My hands, I'm not sure. Um, but I often feel the least calm around this time of year, and I imagine that resonates for some of you. <sighs> Insert sigh of empathic relief. I think about all the people at this time of year who don't have homes and who don't have safe places to rest. I think of the parents and the families who've lost family members or jobs, and the holidays bring unprecedented grief and stress. And thankfully, I don't think that the peace that Christ offers resides only in Thomas Kincaid paintings that we have in our imaginations. 
the peace of Christmas is a lot grittier and messier and a lot more gracious to the kind of person that I am and that we all are. Two summers ago, I worked in the Newburgh Emergency Shelter, um, and I worked really strange, non-peaceful, odd hours. And there was a guest who would come in, often at 3 a.m., um, after not sleeping or eating for maybe some a few days. Um, and they would come in, and we'd sit together and drink cherry Kool-Aid at 3 in the morning. Um, and that was the most incredibly restful time uh, and it was really strange. They would fall asleep, um, and I would sit next to them and feel the weight of peace that I wished for them, that I wanted them to experience, and not just a temporary kind, but a lasting one. So the question is, where is it? Where is it at 3 a.m.? Where is the peace in our world, in Palestine? for the ill and for the houseless. We look at the horrors around us and we see the updates. We look at our neighbors and friends who don't have stable housing or access to services that we need and we ask, where is the peace for them? Maybe we look at our own families, at divorce, estrangement, empty chairs. Where is the peace? I want us to hold this discomfort for just a minute longer. And don't look away from it. I want us to close our eyes for a minute and to imagine a place or a person somewhere where you are going to be at the holidays. Maybe it's someone that you're dreading running into or as you drive to work, someone you feel guilty when you pass them. Maybe this is a blurry image because we force ourselves to look away very quickly. Maybe this is bills that mount up. And hold the tension. In Psalm 85, which is from the Episcopal lectionary for today, um, and I found the, the message version, which I really just like. I'm going to read that. God, you smiled on your good earth. You brought back good times. You lifted the cloud of guilt and put their sins out of sight. You took back your sin-provoked threats, and you cooled your hot and righteous anger. Help us again, God of our help. Don't hold a grudge against us forever. You're not going to keep this up, are you? Scowling and angry year after year. Help us make a fresh start, a resurrection life. Then your people will laugh and sing. Show us how much you love us, God. Give us the salvation we need. I can't wait to hear what God will say when God is about to pronounce his people well. A holy people he loves so much, and they'll never live again like fools how close his salvation is to those who fear the Lord. Our country, where we reside, all, the whole earth is a home for glory. Love and truth meet in the street. Right living and whole living embrace and kiss. Truth sprouts green from the ground. Right living pours 
from the skies. Oh yes, God gives goodness and beauty. Our lands respond with bounty and blessing. Right living strides before him and clears a path for his passage. This is the kind of peace that I really desire. Often when I think of real peace that endures, I think of Wendelberry, as many of you probably do. I want to just drive to the mountains and disappear under a tree or exist as a puddle of goop beside some mushrooms. I want to escape to the wilderness. I want to listen until my body feels calm again. But I recognize that the peace of wild things has to come with me as I enter into the chaos of my world. The other lectionary reading for today mentions John the Baptist crying in the street. And it is in Mark 1, 1 through 3. In the beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare a way for the Lord and make paths straight. I can't think of anyone better to cry the good news of Jesus than a wild man in the desert eating locusts and honey. John the Baptist cries for us to make room, not just in our spaces or in our guest rooms, but in our hearts for Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace. It is not enough to extend peace to those we want to enter our spaces, but we also have to make peace for people who can't enter the Thomas Kincaid versions of reality that we have in our mind. We have to extend the peace from God who is wild and uncapturable to the people that we encounter in the street. Remember the comfort that we felt earlier when imagining what peace could look like when it rolls down and when the earth is full and good and hold it at the same time with the discomfort that we felt in the face of the chaos and the stress, the comfort that I felt despite the discomfort. At the shelter, I couldn't fix the complex social issues that the woman was facing, and I couldn't create a safe place for her where she could be perfectly at home. And so each week I would write about the type of home that I imagined for her in the kingdom. And each person um, that we encounter, that we desire, we feel that weight of peace for. I'm challenging us, I'm challenging myself to imagine what peace would look like when it is everlasting for them and then allow God to step in and tell us what we are to do in that moment. If that is to extend cherry Kool-Aid or to
to make an extra mat on the floor, to make an extra meal when you don't have to. A kind word. There is a distance that we have to place ourselves in between the chaos of the right now and the peace that is yet to come. It inspires us to action and to hope, to look upon others and to embody love. I have some queries for us as we contemplate what it could look like to do this. 